Jesus' name. Come on, let's keep on praising him for a little bit right now. We love you, Jesus. Come on, let's praise him. Let's love him. Talk to him. I magnify your name, Jesus. I magnify your name, Jesus. Come on, praise him for a little bit right now. Lord, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Come on, has he been good to you? Give him praise right now. Give him praise. Give him praise. Yeah, give him praise. We love you, Jesus. Amen, 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 amen. So, so very honored again to be in the house of the Lord with you all. And I'm excited about what God is doing. And uh, I'm just believing for, for greater things. Somebody say greater things. Jesus said we'd do greater things, so we might as well believe for it. Amen, amen. So uh, I'm just expecting greater things. Uh, I had something all planned out, something I never preached before, but God had been dealing with me about it. And so I was settled last night when I went to bed and what I felt, what I felt uh, laid on my heart. But as God does, I woke up this morning and my world was spinning uh, literally. I woke up uh, so dizzy I couldn't hardly stand up and uh, just, man, it was, it was bad. It's like I'd been on a merry-go-round and, and I don't do very good on merry-go-rounds. And, uh, and uh, I just, I sit there for a while and rested and try to get my bearings and finally got everything squared away and went on in to work and but as God does, Brother Dicey starts dealing with you. And uh, I finally realized why I woke up and my world was spinning. And the Holy Ghost let me know tonight that that's what somebody's world is right now. Amen. Somebody here tonight, your world is spinning. But God gave me a word to help you kind of right the ship through all this. Amen. I believe God wants to talk to us today. Uh, some of the characters are going to be familiar. Some of the, maybe a verse or two that's familiar that's been, that's been preached here. And God just kind of put me back in that vein. And so I just want to preach what the Lord laid on my heart. And uh, we'll save that other one for another time. I want you to turn with me to 2 Kings chapter 4. We've been in 2 Kings often. But this is the word of the Lord that God has for us tonight. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 16 and 17. If you'll remember at your uh, anniversary service, either at the anniversary service or maybe a service afterward when Brother Holmes was here, God, God laid this verse on my heart. These verses on my heart, and I, I have preached from it since then, but God directed it to, to me today for, for this service, for this church, for this people here tonight. And he said, 2 Kings 4, 16, and he said about this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. 
And she said, Nay, my Lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto thine handmaid. Again, let's not get lost in the familiarity of the characters tonight, okay? And the Bible says in verse 17, And the woman conceived and bare a son at that season. Everybody say that season. That Elisha had said unto her, According, everybody say according, to the time of life. I'm going to preach by the help of the Holy Ghost tonight from this season to that season. From this season to that season. Let's put down our Bibles, lift up our hands right now and ask God to talk to us. Can we do that right now? God, we thank you. We love you. We praise you. We magnify your name tonight, Jesus. Come on, let's talk to him a little bit right now. Lord, we love you. We worship you, Jesus. We give you glory, God. We give you honor, Jesus. Speak to your people tonight. Speak to them right now, Jesus. Come on, we need you right now, Jesus, God. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're facing, but God's got a word for you tonight. Hallelujah, Jesus. Everything you've gone through, everything you've gone through up to this point is for a purpose to get you to that season. Amen. If you believe it, give God a good hand clap of praise. God, we need you. We love you. Anoint me, God. Amen. You can be seated tonight. A couple weeks ago, I had a dream, and this dream puzzled me. I dreamed I was in a, uh, it was my house, but then again, it wasn't my house because I don't have it upstairs. But in this dream, I had walked upstairs, and there was multiple rooms. In every room, the door was cracked open. And as I was walking through, I could hear voices on the other side. I couldn't make out the voice, the voices in each room. But I knew I was the subject of the conversations. And uh, some were good. Some were not so good. And some were uh, too, too muffled for me to understand. But as I went to each door, I would try to listen and think about going in. And in my dream, God would tell me, shut the door. And when I would shut the door, the, voice was, the voices would stop. And I went from one door to another door and just kept going on and shutting the doors and shutting the doors and shutting the doors. Finally, I shut the last door and there was such a peace that filled the house. I don't know why I'm sharing my dream with somebody right now, but I'm here to tell you tonight, God wants you to just shut the door to some things. Amen. In 2022, the vein of the Holy Ghost that I feel for this church is breakthrough. And we're going to see great things happen. But those great things can't happen if we're visiting the same rooms that we've been visiting in 2021. Amen. Amen. I believe that God wants you to shut the door to some things in your life. A lot can transpire. The verses that I read to you <coughs> can transpire. A lot of time can pass between verses, between chapters. And uh, it's very, very uh, obvious that at least nine months had passed in this portion of Scripture uh, because she was now expecting. She was having a child. And, and it's with that uh, idea, that thought that I want to preach to you tonight that 
that what you're in right now, this season of your life right now that you're in, this moment that you're in right now, is, is, is brought you to this place to something even greater. Amen. Amen. Times God's moved in your life in the past. Uh, I, I love it when God moves in my life. Amen, somebody. I love it when God shows up. I love it when God does great things. I love it when God uh, does things that I can't explain, that God does things that sets me on a direct course, a direct path. And I love those moments when God steps in. And, and I know without, beyond a shadow of a doubt, it was him that walked in and, and redirected my path because of, of divine intervention and things that made, was, was too obvious that it was anything else. It was God that did these things. And and, and uh, there's other times in my life where, where I didn't know where God was at. I didn't know what he was doing, and I didn't know where I was at or what I was facing and what I was going through. But I'm so glad that, uh, that, that, that God is a God that one thing, he cannot lie. Amen. No matter what I'm facing, no matter what I'm going through, if God gave me a promise, if God gave you a promise, you can count on it. You can bank on it. Amen. You can stand up proud tonight on it because God gave you a word and you can hold on to that word because he's not a man that he should lie. And, and so I'm thankful for those times. I'm thankful for the times that I know God moves and I'm thankful for the times that I don't know God moves and I don't know what God's doing. Growth is painful. Sowing is time-consuming. Planting can be taxing, but do it anyway. In verse 8 of the same chapter I read to you, the Bible calls this woman a great woman. It says, And it fell on a day that Elijah passed to Shunem. There was a great woman, and she constrained him to eat bread, and so it was that as oft as he passed by, he turned in thither, to eat bread. And she said unto her husband, Behold, now I perceive that this is a holy man of God which passeth by us continually. Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall, and let us set for him there a bed and a table and a stool and a candlestick. And it shall be when he cometh to us that he shall turn in thither. I believe the key words in this passage are that as oft as he passed by. Let it be said of us that when uh, we made sure that we made room for the Spirit of God or the man of God in our lives. Amen. Help us, oh God, to, to learn from this great woman that if we will make room for the presence of God in our life, if we'll make room for the things of God in our life, if we'll make church a priority, if we'll make going to prayer meeting a priority, if we'll make reading our Bible a priority, I promise you, if you'll make those things the most important things of your life, it's going to push you into a season that you never thought possible. I'm preaching tonight by the help of the Holy Ghost that somebody in this place tonight, your world's been spinning, but God has sent me to settle your ship. Amen. Set you on a course today to understand that no matter what happened in your past, shut the door to that. No matter what you went through, close the door to that. No matter what you're facing, shut the door to those negative thoughts that tell you it's not going to happen. I'm here to tell somebody you're fixing to step into something that you never thought possible in your life. You don't understand what you've been planting. You don't understand what you've been sowing. You don't understand what you've been building, but I'm here to tell somebody God is fixing to give you an insight on what you've been preparing for all along. And let me tell somebody right now, it's going to blow your mind. What you've been planting for, what you've been building for, what you've been doing the effort for has been something that you never thought possible. But God is a God of the impossible. God is a man that, he's not a man that he will lie. And he's about to bring you into a new season. Somebody shout new season. 
We can expect the miraculous to follow in the season coming if I do what's necessary in this season. Can I ask somebody a question here tonight? Have you made room for your miracle? Have you made room for it? I honestly know that she had no idea what she was building for. She had no idea what she was constructing. But when the man of God would pass by, God would prompt her and she said, honey, we need to do something for this man. I don't know why I feel it. It wasn't in hopes of getting something out of it. God, I hope we understand that when we do things with purity of mind and heart, God takes notice of that. She wasn't building on a room so she'd get some benefits of knowing the, the prophet. No, she was building something. She was building an addition to her house because she said, that's a man of God, and I'm going to respect him. I'm going to help him. I'm going to nurture him. I'm going to make sure that he has this place in my life. I don't care if I get anything out of it. I just want to make room. I just want to make room for him in my life. I don't know when I'm going to need him, but I want to make room for him. I don't know when I'm going to have to call on him, but I'm going to make room for him. If we'll understand right now in this moment that we're in, that what we prepare for now is giving us breakthrough in the future, and we don't even realize it. I'm telling somebody in the Holy Ghost, uh, every bit of chaos that you faced uh, is about to cease. Uh, amen. Everything that you went through is about to be over. That door is going to be shut. And how you handled that season, uh, how you handled this season uh, is going to prompt you and propel you into that season. Uh, it's all part of the process. Just trust him. So have you made room for your miracle? When you, under, you and I understand that God is greatly moved by how we treat godly authority in our lives. I said he's greatly moved by how we treat godly authority in our lives. If we'll treat it right, we can tap into the miraculous. She wasn't expecting a child because her husband was old and she was barren. I'm telling somebody right now, God's going to give you something that you're not even expecting for, you're not even praying for, you're not even believing for, because of what you're doing right now, you're going to get it. You're going to get something that you never thought possible because of what you're doing right now. I'm preaching to somebody on a Tuesday night. I hope you're not too tired. I hope you're not too wore out to help me for a little while. I'm telling somebody right now, if you'll make the steps right now in this season, God's going to give you the greatest miracle in that season that you ever you didn't even dream of you weren't even planning for it I don't know why I'm building this room maybe it's for a man of God no God says no I've got something bigger for you somebody shout bigger somebody shout breakthrough somebody shout it's mine I don't know why I've been doing this but God has put me in a position to get something greater he wants to amaze you he wants to astound you he wants to blow your mind on what his potential is for your life she was not building a room for a baby. You don't put a candlestick. You don't put a you don't put those furniture items in there. You don't need a stool and a table if you're building it for a baby. You need a crib. But I'm telling you, if you take care of what you're supposed to take care of, God will give you what you always wanted. 
I said, if you'll take care of what you're, what you're supposed to take care of, God's going to give you something that you always dreamed of, uh, but you thought it was impossible. I'm trying to preach some faith into somebody right now that it is not over. I don't care what the enemy told you. I don't care what the opposition says. I don't care what the bank account looks like. Uh, the doctor's report says. Uh, I don't care what your uh, financial situation is. I don't care how many devils you're facing. Uh, I'm telling you, if you'll build right now, if you'll trust him right now, if you'll be faithful right now, if you'll refuse to quit right now, you're fixing to step into your greatest season. Uh, you're fixing to step into something you never thought possible. Why? Because he's a God that likes to amaze us when we put faith in what he's able to do. may not understand why you're being led, to, being led to do what you're doing. But trust me, God knows. God's plans are bigger than your plans. It's bigger than just an occasional resting place. What you're building now is laying the foundation for your miracle. You may have nothing to show for it, but build anyway. What I preach Sunday, be not weary and well-doing. I'm jumping right in that vein right now in the Holy Ghost. I'm here to tell somebody, to the wore out, to the discouraged, to the despondent, to the weak, to the tired, to the frustrated, to the empty, to the barren, to the sick, to the blind, to the lame, keep building because your breakthrough's coming. Your miracle's right around the, your miracle's right around the corner. It's coming this way. Just don't stop. Just don't give up. Don't back up. Don't quit. Amen. I'm telling somebody, I'm, I'm, I'm in it. I don't know who I keep preaching to. I don't know why God keeps on dealing with me about this. But I'm telling somebody right now, do not quit. Do not stop. Keep on pushing. Keep on praying. Keep on running. Keep on believing. Keep on calling on the name of the Lord. Keep on building. Keep on putting forth the effort. Keep on believing when you don't have anything to show for it. Keep on running when you don't have any reason to run. Keep doing everything that you're supposed to be doing and more. Why? Because God is watching your response. God is watching you in this season and he knows what's coming in that season so keep on building. You're about to see what all the barrenness was about. You were barren for a reason and I had to get you so stirred up. You were empty, Hannah. You were barren, Hannah. You didn't have any kids, Hannah. But I had to get you to that place where you were so overwhelmed with a burden for a child that you prayed until your mouth was moving but your voice wasn't making a sound. I'm preaching to somebody right now that's been troubled. You've been troubled on every side, but you haven't been. You're not in despair. You haven't given up. You've faced a lot of opposition. Your world is spinning. Your world is chaotic. But I'm here to come like a lighthouse on a stormy sea and to shine out to you and say, hey, the shore is right here. You're about to reach home. Don't stop now. Don't quit now. Don't give up now. Keep coming now. Keep believing now. Keep. Come on, somebody. You're about to get your biggest breakthrough, and you can turn around now. You'll miss it, but keep on coming. Keep on building.
You're about to get Samuel, Hannah. Keep on praying. Keep on believing. Let them make fun of you. Let them tell you how foolish you are. Let them laugh at you. Let them tell you you don't have any kids. It's okay. God's fixing the birth of prophet in you. God's fixing the birth of breakthrough for a whole nation in you. Let them make fun. Let them laugh. God sees what I'm building. Let them mock me. Let them do what they want to. So built thee the wall. <laughs> Turn your neighbor and say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So what? They laugh at me. God sent people like Tobiah and sent Ballot to discourage you and to frustrate your purpose. Because he knows the potential of people that have a mind to work. Yeah. You're about to see what the barrenness was all about. The moment you hold that baby, you'll forget about the barrenness. And I'm not talking about somebody's going to have a child down the road, so all you couples just take a sigh of relief. I'm speaking in the spirit right now. I mean, it might be Quincy, I don't know. Maybe I am Quincy. There you go. But I am speaking in the spirit right now. You're fixing to look for the first time and see what God was doing all along. All your barrenness is about to make sense. He had to empty everything out of you before he could get to you to, to be able to use you. So understand the barrenness was for a purpose. So the, the, the stuff you went through for a re, was for a reason because you're going to appreciate the baby you're holding down the road uh, when you finally get that, when you get that promise and you get that fulfillment. Uh, you're going to forget about all the barrenness. You're going to forget about all the emptiness. Uh, you're going to forget about all the times you cried at night wishing you had that baby. God's going to give you something that you always dreamed for because of what you're doing in this season. Somebody shout, this season is getting me to that season. So what I do right now is prompting me, propelling me, pushing me, motivating me until I get to that season uh, so I will not be discouraged, I will not be dismayed. Uh, I will dig my heels in and say, devil, I'll fight you every way through this uh, because I know there's a promise of that season coming. <laughs> this season you're in now represents hurt and pain. Rejection, disappointment, but keep building. Keep building. This season may, you may have nothing to show for it, but keep building. I don't know why I'm doing this, honey, but I think we ought to build a room. I don't understand why I'm giving this money. I just feel like I got to get it. I tell you, what's God fixing to do in this church is, is rebirth sacrificial giving. And God, the, the moment you overstep that hurdle, the moment you cross over from this season to that season, the moment you say, you know what, I'm going to give till it hurts. 
That's a saying, but I'm telling you something. There's breakthroughs coming in your finances, and it's all because you're going to give when it hurts. You're going to give when you don't know when you don't know where it's going to come from. I'm, I, I'm not telling you to be stupid and foolish, but I am telling you this. God's wanting his people to step out by faith and say, I don't know what you're going to do in this season, but I'm preparing for it. I don't know how you're going to get me over, but I'm preparing for it. I don't know what you're going to do to my business, but I'm preparing for it. I don't know how you're going to bless me, but I'm preparing for it. What are you doing? I'm putting in the ground the seeds that are going to produce down the road. I'm putting in the ground the things that are going to spring forth in due season. That's why I will not be weary. That's why I refuse to be weary. I refuse to let myself get weak. Why? Because I understand there's a harvest, and he's the Lord of the harvest. I can plant. Somebody can water, but God shows up and gives the increase. I'm preaching to somebody right now. Keep sowing. Keep watering. Keep planting. Your great God is fixing to show up and start increasing you because of what you're doing in this season. This season may look like a barren field to somebody where you've seen the plot laid out. You've seen the holes. You put the seed in the ground and it looks like nothing but this carpet, just nothing but dirt and grass and I'm telling somebody right now if you could only see what's going underneath if you could only see what's going underneath the surface we're surface minded people where we want to see something that we can put our hands on We want to understand, so we want to see something that we can point to and say, that's it, that's my harvest coming. But God doesn't work that way. Matter of fact, I already said it, but he said one plants, one waters. God wants you to have so much faith that you do your job and you're not worried about because you know somebody's going to come along and water Somebody in here is frustrated because you're trying to do every job that's out there. And God's saying, no, I called you to do one thing, and that's the plant. Or you might be the water. I don't know. I don't know what your position is or job is, but I'm here to tell you, quit trying to do everything and trust God to do his thing and trust the people God's put around you to do their thing, and you're going to have the harvest faster than you ever thought possible. But when you try to do everything yourself, you're going to frustrate yourself. You're going to frustrate your church. You're going to frustrate your people. You're going to frustrate your business. You're going to frustrate everything. But it's God that gives the increase. And if I just do what I'm called to do, if I just do what he asked me to do, if I do what I'm bound to do in my limitations, then everything else is going to work out all right. I'll trust him to produce when he wants it to produce. You may be barren right now. It may look like things will never change, but I've come to tell you tonight. What you do in this season? Listen to me. You can write this one down, Sister Brooke. She knows what that means. You might be barren right now. But what you do in this season will determine what you're holding in that season. Well, I'm just building a room for the man of God. Build it. Because you're fixing to be holding something. 
that you never thought possible. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in somebody's life right now. God's wanting to speak to somebody right now. I'm going to say it again for the third time. What you're building right now is going to determine what you're holding down the road. And so if you'll build right now, if you'll put in the work right now, God is fixing to blow your mind of what he's fixing to lay in your lap, what he's fixing to give to you. It wasn't even on your list of prayers. It wasn't even on your list of things to take before God. But God says, Solomon, because you didn't ask for your enemies, you didn't ask to be wealthy, you didn't ask all this other stuff, you just wanted wisdom, you just wanted something to help your people. God said, I'm going to give you that and everything else. I'm preaching to somebody. That's the kind of breakthrough that God's wanting to deposit in your life right now. He's going to give you things you didn't ask for. Why? Because of what you're building in this season, what you're doing in this season, what you're laboring for in this season. God's fixing to step in and say, I like it when people, amen, please me. I like it when people test me. I like it when people prove me. To everything there is a. This, this portion of scripture, Sister Dykes, changed my life. To everything there is a season. And what? And a time to every purpose. When I understand that what I'm in is a season. When I understand what I'm in right now is a season. It's not a sentence. I feel like preaching for another two hours. I hope you got that cooker on slow. Because I'm about to, I, I want to preach. I want to preach hell right out of your mind. I'm telling you, you're in a season. It's not a sentence. You've been looking at it as a sentence, and God says, no, it's a season. I'm not finished with you. It's not final. It's not over. It's just a temporary thing called life. But I've got a purpose for everything that's going through your life, you're going through in your life. I've got a purpose for the, for the whirlwind you're facing. You may not understand it right now. You may think it's a sentence, Joseph, but no, it's a season. It's temporary. It's going to pass. It's going to change. The leaves are going to grow again. The sun's going to change. The atmosphere's going to change. The temperature's going to change. Everything changes. That's who I am. That's what I said from the very beginning of time. It's going to be perpetual. It's going to go on and on. Hear me today, church. You may not see it right now, but there is a season and a time. It may not just be your time yet. It's a season, not a sentence. It's a season. It's not a sentence. Psalms 1 and 3, and he shall be like a tree, what? Planted. Somebody say, I'm planted. Notice where he plants me. By the rivers of water. I'm not going to die. God's planted me in a position that I'll always be sustained. So no matter what I go through, no matter what I face, I'm going to trust him. Why? Because he planted me. 
and he planted me on purpose and he planted me with position he planted me in the right atmosphere for growth and not failure I'm telling somebody right now seasons change the leaves have fallen off your tree and you're wondering what's going on you forgot who planted you by the rivers of water you forgot who put you there I'm telling you I'm telling you that's not a sin that's a season and God's fixing to put you in a place where the seasons it's changed. You feel that warm air coming? You feel that change in the atmosphere? I'll tell you what it is. You're about to bring forth fruit in your season. Your leaf's not going to wither and whatever you do shall prosper. Why don't somebody just stand to your feet right now and give God praise for this season I'm about to go into. I'm shutting the doors to the things of the past. I'm shutting the door to the things that kept me bound. It's not a sentence. It's a season and I'm about to bring forth some fruit My season may not be your season. So don't get frustrated when I'm in my season. I said my season may not be your season. So don't get frustrated when you're not in my season. Because seasons change. And I may be in your season next week. But you may be going in what was my season? I, I, I just went to it again. Shut the door. Shut the door. There's probably some people already wrote 2021 on your check. Because it's habit. I've been doing it for a year. I've been writing 2021. And I forget I'm in a new year. I'm in a new season. You're going to tell somebody you need to discipline your mind. That season's not a part of me anymore. Stop writing 2021 on your spiritual checks. I said stop writing 2021 on your spiritual checks. I'm in a new season. I'm not there anymore. I shut the door to that. The calendar rolled over. I don't know why. I don't know why God keeps putting me back in this, but I'm here to tell somebody your greatest breakthrough is just around the corner, and I'm trying to get you to the point that you forever shut the door. You forever dis disregard that past year and say, oh no devil, I'm not going back there. I'm not going there anymore. I'm not going. Listen, I'm telling you, your due season's coming like I preached. If you're be not weary and well doing, there's a due season coming. What you purchased for in your past season is about to come due. Amen. What you purchased for, amen, is about to come due. There's a bill showing up saying, hey, it's paid. Well, you've already done this. You've already done the work. You've already done the effort. Now here is the product of what you paid for. In your past season, this is the new season. Those that sow in tears shall what? Reap. It may have hurt you then, but you held on. It may have caused others to walk away, but you're still standing. This great woman refused to allow the barrenness of her, this season in her life to keep her from building and preparing for that season of a soon coming. She refused to allow the barrenness of that season keep her from preparing for that season coming. 
She wasn't just building the man of God a room. She thought she was. But she was building a heritage. Because the custom is, was, and is. They just add on to the house. Even when their kids get married, they just add on. She wasn't building a room for the man of God. She was building a heritage. She was, going, she was building something that was provided the seeds to a harvest she thought was impossible to reap. She said, I don't know. I'm saying she, she was building something that was providing the seeds to a harvest she thought was impossible to reap. You have no idea what impossible seeds you're planting when you keep on building. Look at this crowd on a Tuesday night. Look at the presence of God that's been in these services. It's not by accident. It was that season. It was that season, Sister Daxman. I'm going to show up nobody else shows up. I'm going to run when nobody else runs. I'm going to dance when nobody else dances. Because I know seasons. And they're changing. Peace to your whirlwind right now in Jesus' name. Jesus rebuked the wind and the waves, the cause and the effect. I rebuke the cause and the effect over your life. I don't care what happened. I don't care what started it. I don't care what kind of wind blew in your life. I'm here to tell you right now, I rebuke it in Jesus' name. You're stepping into a new season, and it's not going to be the season that's filled with chaos and, 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 and turmoil. No, it's going to be a season, a divine direction, an appointment, because God has been seeing your response in that whirlwind-type season. I'm, I'm so thankful that God sees and looks and watches and says, you know what? It's time. It's time. It's time. You're not going to go past. I don't believe this, I don't believe this, but if you're trusting God with everything you got, I do not believe that God's going to let you go longer than he wants you to go. If you're believing and trusting God, he knows exactly when to step in and say, okay, season's over, calm, wind's over, rain's over, harvest is coming. That's what I feel in the Holy Ghost right now. God's stepping in the scene of your life. He's stepping on the field that you've been planting in. Say, okay, produce right now. Produce right now. Come forth right now because he gives the increase. It's not going to take six months. It's not going to take six years. But when God steps in and says, let there be, it's got to happen. When God steps in and says, now grow, now produce, now shine, now dance, now leap, now get some peace. When God says it, everything has to obey. And I'm telling you what you went through in this season is putting God on the place for that season to come to pass and step in and say, oh, no, it's not over. I told you. I'm going to bless you. <laughs> Hold on during this season. That season's coming. I said, hold on during this season because that season is coming. To this church, you're entering into a new season of growth and revival. I said, to this church, 
you are entering into a new season of growth and revival. God's fixing to open some minds. God's fixing to open some minds. He's going to start removing some limitations that this world has placed on him. Amen. He's going to start removing some limitations that you placed on him because life has a way of making you doubt and have unbelief and feel like it's never going to happen. But I'm here to, uh, to declare the word of the Lord today. He is going to give you a new season right now. This is not by accident. This is not by happenstance. It's God's divine intervention saying, okay, seasons change. Okay. Okay, season's over, new and come. Right now, in Jesus' name, I'm speaking to somebody right now. Your past is over. Amen. The disappointment, amen, that you went through for that length of time in this season. You're growing tired. It's hard to see that season's coming. But these past few services haven't been ordinary services. But glimpses into the prophetic that you're entering into a new season. If you'll let your mind expand right now and understand this is not just some ordinary thing, but this is a God moment. This is a God moment. This is a church altering, devil chasing, devil stomping, revival growing, harvest growing, absolute miraculous move of God if we'll step in with the faith and confidence that God's going to do it. I don't know how he's going to do it, but he's going to bless me. Why? Because of what I went through in this season. You're entering into your certain season. Not just new season, not just that season. You're entering into a certain season. John 5 and 4, an angel went down at a certain season into the pool. Certain means that it was a definite time. They knew the proximity of when the miracle would happen. And so they waited with anticipation for the miracle, for the troubling of the waters. And whoever was there first and stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease they had. Somebody here today needs to step in the waters, if you will, and get what you've been needing for a very long time. I said, you need to step in to the waters and say, that's it. I'm entering into my certain season. I've shut the door to the things of the past. I've shut the doors to the failures of the past. I've shut the door. Listen to me. Listen to my dream. I've shut the door to the voices of that season. I'm shutting the door to the voices of this season I was just in. I'm, I'm shutting the voices off. I'm cutting off the negativity. I'm cutting off the things that tell me it'll never happen. I'm cutting off the things that tell me it's too late. So let me ask you a question. Jesus asked the man, wilt thou be made whole? Let's dissect this for a little bit. Wilt thou be made whole? As if he had the choice. As if the power was with him all along. Maybe it is. 
Wilt thou be made whole? Jesus asked him the question. The man answered him, said, Sir, I have no man. When the water's troubled, to put me into the pool. But while I'm coming, another steppeth down before me. There's some people here tonight that you're wondering when you're ever going to step into your season. You're wondering when you're ever going to step into your season because everybody else seems to get there first. Everybody else seems to have the results of their season. And you keep trying and somebody keeps coming in front of you. I'm preaching to somebody right now. Your world's been spinning. And you're wondering when am I ever going to step into my season. I feel the anointing. The docs I see, I see the troubling. It's a certain season. Brother Nate, I know when it's happening. I know when God's moving. I can feel it. I can feel it moving. And, and I see the waters being troubled. And, and I get up and I try my best. And somebody always steps in front of me. Somebody always gets there first. I'm preaching to some people that came here a little discouraged because you've watched 38 people step in. You've watched 38 moments when somebody crossed over. Oh, man, I feel the Holy Ghost. Wilt thou be made whole? You mean I have control over that? How can I do it? God, I'm lame. I don't have anybody. I'm on by myself. But he says, while I'm coming, I'm preaching to somebody that's been coming for a long time. And you've been trying to step in for a long time. And service after service, you get a touch, but you don't get the breakthrough. <laughs> you get inspired at camp meetings or conferences. But you still haven't had that breakthrough. But I've come to tell you tonight that God wants you to forever, to forever forget the years of disappointments. God wants somebody tonight to finally get your miracle. Lift up your hands with me right now.
I know why God keeps on dealing with me about this. I know why God keeps putting it in my spirit. I know why God keeps driving it home. Because I know how weary people are. I know how weary people are. I've been in every aspect of ministry. I'm not saying that boastfully. I'm just saying through the years I've been able to do everything. God's allowed me to do every role in a church. I've been on a pew. I've been raising it all my life. I've been, I've been in every position in a church. And without fail, the main reason why people leave, the main reason why people come and go, the main reason why people have highs and lows, the main reason why it seems like they're there's inconsistency. There's not inconsistency. The problem is, Brother Dykes, is they, they've gone so long without getting what they needed. And discouragement has set in. Good people. Faithful people. People you can build a church on, but the space of getting their miracle, getting their touch, getting their answer has been so long that that when the question is, wilt thou be made whole, they just say, I don't have anybody. I, he says, while I'm coming, you know what that shows me? That shows effort. Everybody say effort. For 38 years, Sister Bree, he tried to get in. But nobody helped him. Nobody picked him up. Nobody said, I'll bypass my miracle to make sure you get your miracle. I'm preaching to the saints of First Church right now. When we get so burdened for our neighbor's miracle that we forget about our miracle, you talk about, you talk about harvest. You talk about revival. When God sees a church that says, you know what, I've got a lot of needs, but I'm not worried about that right now. I want to make sure Brother Jazz gets his miracle tonight. I've got things I need answered in my life, but that's secondary right now. I want to make sure. That God baptized us with the, with the spirit of the, those four men that said, we've got to get him in the presence of Jesus. And whatever we got to do. I know it's going to be full. I know there's going to be people there. I know it's going to be hard. I'm going to have to be determined. We're going to have to do something. But you know what? We better be prepared. Whatever we got to do, I'm going to get my friend in the presence of God. I'm going to get his touch. It's not about me. It's not about me. It's about him. I'm telling us when we get that idea, when we get that understanding that it's not about us, it's about presenting the needs, presenting somebody to Jesus, carrying somebody to Jesus, helping somebody to Jesus. I'm preaching to somebody right now. You have had no man help you. But God gave this word to me tonight to help somebody. You do have somebody praying for you right now in the Holy Ghost. I want you to lift up your hands as high as you can get them right now. And I want you to, I want you to, if, if it's okay, I want you to, I want you to get close to somebody and pray with them. I want you to get close to him right now. 
I'm here to tell somebody you cannot leave this place. I don't care who you are. You cannot leave this room tonight without getting from this season to that season. You can't handle what's going to happen. You can't handle what's coming down the road if you don't get your mind made up right now. I, I, I'm getting my friend to Jesus. I'm getting a, I'm getting a touch. I'm, I got to get something. I got to I got to find a breakthrough. I got to get my healing. I got to get deliverance tonight. I can't go on another moment. Come on, lift your hands right now. Lift your hands right now. <laughs> I don't have anybody, Jesus. But when he said the phrase, while I'm coming, that pushed something deep down inside. It pushed a button deep down inside of our Lord. Said he's not giving up. He's still trying. He's still pushing. He's still coming. I'm here. I'm preaching to the discouraged tonight. I'm preaching to the ones that feel like it's never going to happen. I say keep coming. I say keep coming to the weary. Don't stop now. To the lonely, your help is coming. This season is about to turn into that season. I want you to step out in the aisle right now, and this is what I want you to do. It may sound, it may sound crazy, but this is what the Holy Ghost is telling me to do, telling me to tell y'all to do. I want you to step out in the aisle, and I want you to take a one big good step forward and say, I'm crossing over. I'm done. Come on, that step, I'm going from this season to that season. I refuse to carry anything with me that this season had on me. I'm shut the door. Let them talk about me. Let them mock me. Nehemiah said, let them say what they want to say. It don't matter. We're going to build the wall. We're going to have revival. We're going to have breakthrough. Let them say what they want to say. Let them talk about our motives. Let them talk about all the stuff we're doing. I don't care. We're going to build the wall. We're going to do what God called us to do. And we're going to have a harvest. So let them talk. Let them laugh. Let them do what they want to do. We're going to build. We're going to build. We're going to build. Why? Because I'm stepping from this season to that season. Come on, shut the door. Shut the door. Come on, quit worrying about what they're saying. about the disappointments of this season 11 days in and you're still thinking about it it can't just be another year it's got to be a new year come on it's got to be a new year it's got to be a new season it's got to be different it's got to be different I've got to step over I've got to cross over I've got to get through this Come on, lift your hands right now. In Jesus' name, I speak peace. I speak peace over your mind right now, over your troubled mind. I speak peace right now. I speak peace over your troubled mind right now. Come on, I speak peace over your troubled mind right now. Come on, if, you're, if your spouse is here, pray with them. If your family is here, pray with them. We did this a, a couple weeks ago. Why are you doing that? Because when we get together, when we unite, when we say, I'm not going to let you fight this alone, I'm not going to there's something powerful happens. Come on, pray. One put a thousand to fly, two, ten thousand. Husband and wife. I'm stepping into that season. I don't want.
I shut the doors. I'm not going there. Shut the doors. Won't you take Come on right now. I speak, I'm speaking out of somebody's mind right now. Your mind has been nothing but a playground of the enemy and the devil's thoughts. You know why? Because you've been listening to the doors. You've been listening at the doors saying, are they still saying what they're saying? Are they still talking about me? Is it? I just want you. And your, and your mind is nothing but a playground. You can't sleep, you can't think, you can't. You get moments of peace, but it comes right back. You get, you get moments of clarity, but it comes back right back. Why?